guys, welcome to another episode of TVA Tidbits, which is a Sentinel Pension podcast. My name is Melissa Trito. I am the one and only host today um, because I want to talk about year-end census data collection and why do, you, why do your third-party administrators, being if it's us or if you have another TPA, why do we need all of that information at the end of the year? And so being that we are approaching the end of 2020, thank goodness, uh, I just feel like uh, a little explanation of what we're asking for and why we're asking could be beneficial. I will promise you this is not going to be the most uh, entertaining podcast, but I think it'll still be informative. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the process that Sentinel uses to collect this data, which is probably going to be similar regardless of who your TPA is and the concept's the same. So basically around this time of year, we're, we're, going to, we're in late December now, almost really, you know, I have a couple of days left until the new year. We do go ahead and send out reminder emails to our clients about basically a nice email that says, hey, we are going to be reaching out to you for our year-end census data collection. And I always joke with clients or prospects that I feel like most of our clients like us 11 months out of the year, but don't like us in January because we are asking for a lot of information. So I'll first start with some of the salary information. And what's a little tricky about the salary information that we need is the fact that we are asking for very specific data from W-2s. And the W-2 deadline is January 31st, but depending on your plan, we might have a March 15th deadline that we have to get everything in our system, process, compliance tested, possibly looking at some sort of contribution that clients or employers want to take on their tax return. So that basically gives us six weeks. And we are, you know, for those of you that know us, we are not this huge TPA practice, nor do we really want to be, but we still do have a high volume of clients that time of year. So it is a little bit of a time crunch. So the sooner that we can get data, the sooner that our clients are able to get their W-2s finalized, just the better off it is and we can get that turned around. Um, so that's that's tricky, uh, the timing of that. But we're really asking for W-2 information because... The legal document that plans are on is very specific relative to what we need. And so most of these documents are going to have a definition of compensation. I am not going to bore everyone with those definitions. I'm going to say that we use W-2 compensation, which means that we take box one taxable wages, which are your federal taxable wages. We add back into that any deferrals. So that can be deferrals into the 401k plan or deferrals into a cafeteria plan. And that's typically going to tie us back out to the gross wages. This is a critical and crucial piece of the data that we are collecting. And we need it for anyone that received wages for that plan year. So in this case, we're going to be asking for 2020 plan year wages. We do get sometimes just only get information on the people that are deferring or participating in the plan, but compliance testing, we do have to take a look at at everyone. A lot of times, um, I would say the one mistake that I see most commonly on this demographic data that's specific to salary is lack of the Section 125 cafeteria deduction. So I'm going to just quickly go through like a super easy number example. But let's say that somebody had box one wages of 10000 and then they had 401k 
uh, deferrals of a thousand. And then they had Section 125 withholdings for a health insurance plan of 500. So if we do not receive all three pieces of that information, we're literally going to add those numbers together to come up with gross wages. So if we only get the $10,000 in box one and the $1,000 into the 401k plan, we're looking at wages of $11,000, okay? If we're looking at a profit sharing contribution that's 5% of $11,000, that's going to be one number. But if they actually had $500 more that was withheld that's not reported in box one, the gross wages is now $11,500. So probably hard to imagine that if you're listening to the podcast, but my point is two different gross wage numbers is going to be two different profit sharing numbers. And that really can just, the, the compliance testing is wrong. The profit sharing is wrong. And so it really is so crucial that we get accurate census data. We are always here to answer questions for that. It's pretty easy for us to back into if something is a section 125 deduction, if we can get a pay stub, um, just we can calculate FICA taxes. That's ultimately how I end up doing it. So it's a lot of data, you know, for the companies that have 10 or so employees, it's probably not that bad. Um, for others that are using an in-house payroll system that have hundreds of employees, it is probably a very cumbersome process. And we do understand that. And we are always very sorry that we are asking for this information, but we have to have it. Uh, to do our job. I would say the other thing that gets left off of the census is termination dates. And termination dates are also critical uh, for a variety of reasons. So uh, my tip of the day for this is if, if the census file or if an Excel file or if a questionnaire is asking for something, don't just omit it. Reach out to your TPA and say, do you really need this? And look, Ask them why. I have no problem explaining to people why we need this information. January is typically a hectic time for everyone. Um, so I think that when, once I explain to clients why I need it and what would happen if we didn't get it, everybody seems to understand that a little bit more. Um, another tidbit, just full of them today, if you are outsourcing your payroll company to a Paylocity, ADP, um, net checks. There, there's a lot of um, payroll companies. Spectrum Employee Services, that is a um, local company here in Baton Rouge. So if you are outsourcing your payroll, the vast majority of the time, either your contact at this payroll company, we can work directly with them to get the census data, or they can provide us with a third-party login, which strictly means that we can download and access reports for you. This has been a game changer for so many of our clients. And we have everybody, or we should have everybody, if we know your payroll company, um, earmarked in our system with who needs to get and who needs to provide us with the census data um, versus who doesn't. And so this is huge. And it's not to say that you won't have any interaction whatsoever, because again, if you fail to put a termination date in the payroll system, you know, we might not have that information, but it at least gives us us such a starting point in collecting this data. I cannot tell you how many times I've gotten a new client and I've told them, oh, you use Paylocity. And I'll use them as an example. I know for a fact they have a TPA portal. Uh, you use Paylocity. Well, we can get access to that. I mean, they sat on the dotted line without hesitation. We can't process payroll. We can't run a bonus check. We strictly can access certain reports that we have rights to. So that's the census data, and that's going to be the most time-consuming process 
for everyone. And if it makes anyone feel better, I have to do the Falcon Winkler, where Sentinel is a division of Falcon Winkler, so I have to do my own firm's plan, which means I get to collect the census data and process the plan. So that's a double whammy right there. The second data collection that we're looking for, in, and this can vary depending on TPA, but we always send out a data collection summary. And for clients that we do their tax return or we handle their payroll, we know a lot more about those clients. We typically know how they're taxed. We know the ownership structure. We know if anything's changed. For those clients that we're doing our TPA services for and you have a relationship with another CPA, we just need to make sure that we have all of that information because it will make a difference. It does make a difference to us. If your entity is taxed as a partnership versus an S-Corp, Partners aren't receiving W-2s. S-Corps are receiving W-2s. And knowing that information ahead of time, we would be able to know if we were missing any data. We need to know who owns the company. Ownership is huge. Anybody that's a greater than 5% owner is considered a highly compensated employee, no matter how much money they actually make. Uh, and so if we don't have that information, it's going to be wrong in our system and your compliance testing is going to be wrong. We also need to know if certain family members work at the company. And I always feel so nosy, like I'm just trying to like dig and find this information out. But truthfully, it's because of the family attribution rules relative to highly compensated employees. And, and again, we will guide you along that. But I have gotten that question, like, why do you know if my son works here, Melissa? Or if this or if a female name is not matching to the dad's name, the last name, because the daughter's gotten married, you know, so we have to know that stuff. And then the last piece of super important information that I find we have a lot of clients skip over is if you or the business owner, another business owner of that company owns another business. We normally find this out after the fact, there are related group rules associated with that that will make a difference with the 401k plan. And so I have asked all of our clients, and not all, but the ones that I have conversations with about this that might be merging or selling or acquiring, to please let us know beforehand. We will certainly sign an NDA. We know that it's confidential, but there are certain things that have to be done and decisions that have to be made about the retirement plan before one of those um, asset acquisitions, stock purchases, all that kind of stuff. We have actually gotten data collection before from clients and they bought a, they bought a company like three years before. So um, that could be that right there could be a whole nother podcast actually. So probably do that one and the and what you got to think about about your retirement plan. But really, that's it. You know, we're asking for this information. It's very similar to your tax preparer, your CPA that does your tax return. There's such a pain. They ask for all this information. It's such a pain to collect it. Trust me, I have to get one of my tax partners to do my tax return and give him all of my information and my husband's. I can empathize with the pain, but it's really to make sure that we have accurate data, that we process the plan accurately, that if you want to make a profit sharing contribution, that number is accurate because that number is then going to be reflected on your tax return. And probably the most important piece is because our job is to make sure that your plan is in compliance with the law so that you do not get picked for an IRS or Department of Labor audit. And if you did, we'd be able to produce all of the information that's been very accurate and you get a clean bill of health when it comes to those things. And we have experienced 
um, all kinds of audits. And for most of our clients, they've all been just, just fine and dandy. So I just wanted to come on here, talk a little bit about that. Um, if you needed to reach out and if you know me, you know my email address. If not, you can certainly um, Google Sentinel Pension in Baton Rouge. Our website will come up, which is www.choosesentinel.com. We are also on Facebook and LinkedIn. So you can go and catch us there too. And we will, this episode will be posted there as well. So anyway, hope everyone has had a pretty good 2020 considering the circumstances and we're going into 2021 with a fresh start. Thanks everyone.